welcome to the No Name MMA Show, the best damn MMA podcast you've never heard of, with Mystic Daddy Juan and No Nutshot Nina, and yours truly, Motivated Let's get on with this shit. To the No Name MMA Show, the best damn MMA podcast we've never heard of. My name is Motivated Andy. Uh, we are doing an Instagram live edition because of the snowy weather. As always, joined by me, co-host. <laughs> no net shot, Nina. And we will be joined by Juan in just a second. A.K.A. Mystic Daddy Juan. Mystic Daddy Juan. Uh, what's going on, Locked In Corey? Uh, yeah, before we get Juan on, we have a lot to talk about. Pay-Per-View Daddy is back with a bigger price. And on paper, a weaker card. Eight debuts, the most in a long-ass fucking time. Especially on a pay-per-view. That's never happened. Mm-hmm. Um, we do have, though, Francis Ngannou betting the fucking house on himself against Cyril Gunn. And we also have Brandon Moreno facing off against Davis and Figueredo for the trilogy that nobody's really even hearing about. And this is... Um, Moreno's first title defense, right? That's correct. And this is the first trilogy. Hello, baby. This is the first trilogy that has happened back to back to back. Yeah. And the first time it was that draw, the second time Moreno won convincingly. So we'll see what happens with that. Um, And then Humble Pie is served. Calvin Cater whooped that ass. So very nice. So very good. Um, We'll be talking about all that. Juan should be joining shortly. Unless, you know, he's being a Juan. But question from Locked In Corey. This pay-per-view kind of stinky. Like, none of the fights jump off the page. You're right. Uh, It's it's definitely a weaker pay-per-view. Especially when... I mean, I don't want to be a penny pincher, but also, this shit ain't cheap. And for 75 bucks, you're getting a whole lot of nothing. Uh, looking up the pay-per-view right now. Figgy get a win? After he got destroyed? I, I want to see what the weigh-in looks like, but we'll talk about that in a second. But first... While we still wait for Juan, babe, mm-hmm. what have you been up to? Me. Um, just attempting to burn down our apartment every time I turn our oven on. It is a smoke show in here. So pardon the delay today. I'm sorry. Um, what else is going on? Well, here in Charlotte, North Carolina, we got our first snowstorm of the year. And really, first snowstorm of like the last four years, maybe? Yeah, five, something like that. So, but it's been a minute. So, we have been just keeping warm and inside and off the roads because I don't know if you're here watching this from North Carolina, but we yeah. ain't no shit about the snow. Yo. So. What are Francis's chances? I want to wait to talk about this on the show, but we might have to get going. Swan's a bitch. No. Swan ain't no bitch. Regular. Well, nah. He's he not is. a bitch. 
A bish? A bish. He ain't no bish. I don't know. Maybe. Uh, we'll wait for the end of the show, but as for me, uh, what I have been up to, yeah, just working on the YouTube channel. We just passed 30,000 views, so thank you very much. We got a special surprise lined up for Sunday. Um, I don't know. If we get a certain amount of views or listens on this episode, let's say 20, which we've gotten before, but not recently, we'll release it. And but this is like a good surprise. This is a really fucking good surprise. This is a, good this one. Is a very exclusive, awesome surprise for the hardcores that listen to <laughs> us. Nobody else. Nobody else. Um, but yeah, uh, for the pay-per-view, you have Rodolfo Vieira. Uh, you have Cody Steinman. Against Saeed Nurmagomedov. Michelle Pereira uh, against Andre Pialho. Uh He's going to get destroyed. Then Brandon Moreno against uh, Davis Figueredo. And Francis Ganu against Cyril Ghosn. Um, yeah. Saturday, January 22nd, 10 p.m. So, well, I don't know. But while we're waiting for Juan, we'll go ahead and get started with... The MMA Minute. <laughs> All right. Perfect. Let's get started. <clears throat> All right. Nelson signs new UFC deal. Eyes March return. Once considered one of the brightest prospects in the welterweight division, Nelson hasn't competed since 2019. So that will be something definitely to look forward to his return. Yeah. Uh, Gunnar Nelson has been out. So if you guys didn't know, he broke his clavicle bone while he was doing jujitsu with the fucking mountain from Game of Thrones. So yeah, he uh, had released the a video. Mountain. Yeah. Can you imagine seeing that man even just in real life? Yeah. Because I've seen him on not only Game of Thrones, but mm. the like strongest man alive. Yeah. Competitions. Yeah. Which he won. Remember that frightening. Log? You remember that log. That uh, record log. trying to join also, by the way. Let's go, Juan. Sorry to interrupt you. And... Juanita! Juan... Juan summoned! Hi. Hey, dude. What's cracking? Not much. How are you guys doing? Doing good. Um, so we skipped over a little bit, but not a lot. Juan, what have you been up to this past week? Um, working. We had that one day. I had one day off because of the snow and ice. And so just stay home chilling, you know. Um, Got you. Been going into work late because I don't want to go drive in the dark. Drive in the dark while it's icy. Yeah. Yeah, that's... Fair point. That would be completely fucked. Um, yeah. But yeah. That, that's it for that's you, Juan? Just trying to be that's safe? It. Not trying to get fucked up on the road? Yeah. Fair point. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, off to you for the no name of the week. Did we get one this week? Um. Yes and no. Um, we, none of them were on the... It wasn't on the prelim card, but it was on the main card. Mm. I don't know how to his name. What's that guy's name? Um, the one, the only one with the knockout. He's the only 
guy who got knocked mm-hmm. out. Uh, uh Collier? I, Jake well no, he didn't have a knockout. I just Damn. don't know how to pronounce it. It's the guy who fought him. I just don't know how to pronounce his name. Fuck. Um, I don't remember. The, but he's the bald guy. If you go look at the no name MMA, blah, 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 blah. blah. If you go look at the ESPN, ESPN MMA app, um, you'll see his name and you'll see his highlight. Um, but... He was the only person who got knocked out, and it was a TKO versus a KO. Hmm. But it was pretty sick. Um, but it was a heavy decision card, um, yeah. which is fine. I like seeing wars and stuff, and the main card was a war. So, Do you uh, ever see, Juan, where you see that they call it as a TKO, but you would have probably called it as a KO? Slava Klaus, that's who. Yeah. It was a... Slava Klaus Borshev. The bald guy? He was the bald guy. He looks like Santa Claus. He is from Norway. He apparently just dipped out of Norway. He was like, I want to do MMA. He tells his wife, I want to do MMA. And then he just dips. Flies out to California to start MMA. And gets in the UFC. Is that his nickname? Slava Klaus. Thank you, Marvin Chabadabra. Thank you. Uh, yeah, that was the only knockout. I saw his actual name, and I was just like, bro, I cannot even try to say that, <laughs> because that's just, yeah, no. no, too much disrespect. Yeah. I try my hardest to be as close as I can when I'm calling out these names, and I'm like, fuck, I'm so sorry. Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, so. uh, sorry, Slava Klaus. It'd be like that sometimes. Your name is really hard, but we'll try. Hopefully, if you get another like knockout or something, we'll, we'll you know, get reacclimated with your name, and we'll see it more times, and then, you know, it won't be a big deal. Like your parents. But yeah. Yeah. We were also just talking about how Nelson signed his new UFC deal and how he was once considered one of the brightest prospects in welterweight, um, but that he hasn't competed since. 2019 because he had fought the freaking mountain from Game of Thrones. It wasn't even him fighting. They were just playing around playing jujitsu and the mountain kind of ended up leaning up on his clavicle and broke it. Fuck. I would have nightmares of that for the rest of my life. Yeah. Well, that dude's a monster. Literal monster. No. Absolutely not. That's horrible. That's horrible. (laughs) All right. Well, glad to have him back. Something to look forward to. Yeah. <clears throat> Yarsilov Amosov versus Michael Benham Page title fight headlines Bellator London. The Bellator welterweight championship is staked to take place on May 13th, which is right after we leave London. So we're literally missing this. In London by... A day? A day. What? No. I'm going to look up our dates right now. Yo, that's fucked. And that's in the O2. But if that is a thing, we're going to go see Michael Venom Page because his tickets are like 50 bucks. So, yeah. But anyway. Wait. um, When is this? May 13th? A Wednesday? Yeah. 
It's on a Wednesday? Yeah. We're May there. 13th. You're looking at April. We're... Oh. Shit. My bad. Ah, uh, you get me high. <laughs> anyway, Yaroslav Amosov is who I have in front of Vicente Luque, Juan. And uh, mm-hmm. Michael Venom Page is right underneath that. So this has major implications for welterweight. And we'll see. Uh, Michael Venom Page, the whole narrative is that he only fights cans. And Yaroslav, again, he's 26-0, and 0, but against who? And they are decisions. So a lot of implications on the line. Um, and Michael Venom Page... He actually has somebody to fight. So, yeah, looking forward to that one. Gosh, crazy. Um, disrespect to Luke. <laughs> we'll see, man. Hey, I'm not saying that Luke did lose to Wonderboy, though. And bad. Wonderboy's good, though. Is he? He, he lost. Is. He got wrestle fucked by Bilal Muhammad. So, he's a karate boy. I'm just oh, saying. Yeah. I'm just saying. People hate on way too much. People hate on that dude. I don't hate on him. I don't hate on him. He tries so hard. He really does try so hard to make us love him. We just don't want him at all. Wonder Boy is top five and the Tyron Woodley age of like, like a Tyron Woodley being a champion age, you know, the Tyron Woodley era. He's top five there. This is a different era coming up and Wonder Boy hadn't had the chance to fight in order to uh, still claim or show that that's his spot. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Fair point. So, He's trash now, though. It'd be like that. Rip. Rip. All right. Exactly. days after loss to Cater, I would beat him nine times out of ten. Sus. Even after his first loss in the UFC, Giga Chickadays remains unfazed with the belief that he's the better fighter over Calvin Cater. Negative. Yeah, I don't know what reality he's in. I love the confidence because you need that in order to be a fighter. Like it, you you got to have that mentality that I'm better than somebody, Can right? Can this man even open his eyes but, yet? His eyes were like closed, swollen shut. And he got wrecked. He, one judge had it 50 44. That means there was a 10-8 round in there. I counted every single round to Cater. Yeah, everybody had every single round to Cater. He might have won the first two minutes, which was, I was like, first okay. First two minutes went to Giga. And then as soon as he, like, climbed right on top of him, game over. That was it. It was because he slipped. And then Kelvin Cater, this was the most, like, impressive reflex. Wait, wait, wait. We'll be talking about uh-huh. it later. But, yeah, uh, Chikadze needs a reality check, but we'll be talking about that too. Crazy. All right, put a pin in it. Oh, we're putting Juan to sleep. Oh, sleepy no, baby. No, 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 no. Oh. You forgot to go oh, over here. Oh. UFC heavyweight Carlos Felipe suspended 18 months after failed drug screening, which this is the That's second awesome. time he's been popped by USADA, right? Yeah. Um, so the first time it was reported by Mark Ramondi. I'm forgetting who reported it the second time. But uh, he just took the punishment because it's like $4,500 or something that he has to pay. Um, if he had, if he, yeah, if he had to get an attorney and everything else, it would be like ten grand with all the testing and stuff. But the first time away for two years, this time 
18 months. So another year and a half. So this man has lost three and a half years of his career in his prime. Yeah. Because he's been fucking around. Yeah. That sucks too. I was I had high hopes for him. Man. Yeah. But also don't be a piece of shit. And that's what uh Ty Tavasa put out on his Instagram, like, damn, you did all the steroids and you're still fucking up and losing. So yeah. Yeah. Um Speaking of fuck-ups, Greg Hardy versus Sergey Pivak moved to UFC 272. Good transition. Thank you. That's all I need to say. I don't give a fuck about this fight. UFC 270 commentary team set up for Joe Rogan, DC, and John Anik to call the first pay-per-view of 2022, which really is like the holy trinity. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Dana White doesn't love move to raise UFC pay-per-view prices, but it's not my decision, he says. That's bullshit. bullshit. He's, he's on the same, he's at the same table that that decision is being made. Completely, yeah. completely. Yeah, and that's the thing, um, he, like, champions are negotiated pay-per-view prices, so even if you took that side of things... Pay-per-view prices are directly reflective of how much a pay-per-view is. So the percentage of whatever that is has now been increased. So at at, at one point or another, Dana White and the UFC do have a say-so in pay-per-view prices going up $5. If they really wanted to, they could have been like, nah, 70 is the limit. But no. Everybody wants to get a little bit more green. That's fine. Just call it what it is. Don't be a fucking hypocrite. And also don't try to pass the buck. That's my thing with the UFC. Like, we know what you do. We know. So just own up to it. And we're grown-ups enough to kind of be like, yeah, it sucks. You can't give everybody 50 and 50. Oh, well. Like, it is what it is. But don't say we're doing it for the best of the fighters. Like, bullshit. I bet you what he does is he he turns bonuses to seventy five thousand dollars instead of giving fighters more money, and that way ultimately he's paying less money, but people are getting more in bonuses. So yeah. it's like makes it seem like it's okay when it's yeah. not. And um, like per Ariel Hawani's podcast in UFC history. The big name fighters are making more than they ever have before. So it is a step in the right direction. Um, the like kind of newer rookie fighters are getting paid probably what they ought to I be mean, getting paid roughly. Yeah. As a newbie. But it's really like people even in the elites, like the people we see, the people we root for all the time, mm-hmm. maybe even new champions are not getting paid their due. And that's the mass majority of the roster overall, the UFC right now. So, yeah, yeah, your legends are getting paid what they should be. Your new guys are getting paid what they should probably be. And then the rest of them, which is the majority, aren't getting paid. But even then, like champions, Henry Cejudo. That's what I'm saying. A double champ was getting reportedly paid around $450,000 max for a pay-per-view. Like, Henry Cejudo saved the flyweight division. And then he fucking massacred TJ Dillashaw. 
and then went to Bantamweight to get that title and then beat Marlon Marias. Like, he's the guy who beat Demetrius Johnson. He should be getting, at for a title shot, like, he should be getting $500,000. Like, bare minimum. Come on. And then Francis Ngannou is getting paid the same amount as Henry Cejudo. When Tyson Fury is getting paid reportedly $25 million. Yeah. He can't even do $1 million. He can't do 125th of the guy who's doing a different sport that has less stuff to worry about. Like, it's absurd. But, you know... That's uh, MMA fighting for you, and unfortunately, that's UFC MMA fighting. That's why sometimes when we hear the news that somebody's left the UFC and maybe are going to take their chances in Bellator or Pride or something else, they're probably getting paid something closer to what they are worth. So, if anything, make that money. Yeah. Honey. Money, 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 Fuck money. yeah. All about it. All right. Moving on. Catlin Chukagian hits free agency after revealing UFC declined to offer new contract before her latest win. Um, she is the first UFC fighter to hit 10 decisions. Um, she has 17 fights. 14 of those fights have been decisions. So, if the UFC wanted to send a message, it'd be like, you're good, but we're we're looking for something different. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not you, it's me. I mean, it's unfortunate. Uh, per our no-name MMA show ranking, she has now moved up to number three. So, if she gets, you know, actually into free agency and she ends up going to a Bellator or a one, uh, she would be a high-ranked... Uh, Free agent. To so our um, standards, yeah. Mm-hmm. I I don't think I don't think Dana White's in the position to be letting any women go. But that's just you're right. No. I don't. Yeah, you're right. I don't think it would be the smartest move, especially after she just beat Jennifer Maya. Any talent that you have in such a shallow division, mm-hmm. you keep all that high talent that you've got. You don't not re-sign them. You put the contract in front of them, and if they walk, that's on them, but... Mm-mm. You're right, Juan. Uh, there's, other, there's other divisions that you can use to make an example out of. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Women's divisions. Yeah, they're fine. already fragile enough as is. And that's it for the MMA Minute this week. So over to Mr. Motivated himself for It's Time. First... Juan has left. Let's talk about the humble pie that is Jiga Jiga. Giga Jikadze. Um, and that's the humble pie that he has to eat due to Calvin Cater punishing the shit out of him with those gnarly epis or no oh my god, gnarly elbows. I can't read worth a shit. He did a master class. Yes. Um cutting him up multiple times, literally ran the table through Giga for four and a half rounds. First, and I'll start with Juan, is Giga taking the shine away from Calvin Cater? Because now we're only talking about Giga Chikadze and not Calvin Cater. Are we? I mean... I mean, we're talking about him now? Well, yeah, but I think overall the conversation... Yes, the conversation is about 
good guy. But ultimately, this isn't like a win-lose for Cater. Because he is the guy, okay, he answered the question. After that major beatdown from Max Holloway, was he going to be able to... Was he going to be able to make a comeback from this? Was he going to be able to um, um, get right back in there and as far as a title ship contender? Um, and he proved that he would be able to against like a major, major contender who is arguing that he should be fighting for the title right now. So ultimately, um, yes, we're talking about Giga, but it's in a very negative, um, it's, it's in a negative context because he was supposed to be fighting for the championship, right? But he just got destroyed, destroyed mm-hmm. by Cater. Mm-hmm. So, so, babe, what about you? I feel like, kind of like what you said, Juan, like it's not really a lose for Calvin Cater at this point. Yes, we're also talking about Giga, but they kind of go hand in hand, at least for me in the conversations I'm kind of like participating in more. It's like, yeah, that was so gnarly. But then also it was like, but holy crap, was I so blown away and impressed by how, how much Calvin Cater fucking whipped his ass Mm -hmm. for the whole 25 excuse me 23 minutes yeah like it was so insane um we kind of talked a second about it in the uh last segment but as soon as giga slipped on the canvas calvin cater like before my brain also registered it was already like falling back from his hit and then like on top of him and like just the reflexes that showed was like mm-hmm. nothing I've ever seen. I feel like so far as a fan in the UFC, like live real time. And um, so I feel like as much as that was such a, like not a uh, controversial, like a high topic kind mm. of loss for Giga. It was also like such a gnarly win for Calvin Cater. I feel yeah. like so I don't feel like it's stealing the light from him. I feel like there's enough light to be shown Mm -hmm. for each category, kind of. This isn't the whole, like, Nate Diaz, Leon Edwards situation. Mm -hmm. No. Mm -hmm. It's not close to that at all. No. So, so I think, I think Cater is getting the respect that he deserves. Yeah. I think now, now, Cater did something he was not supposed to do. Mm-hmm. Therefore, it throws a wrench and kind of the plans and what do you do now? So, on that note, um, Yair Rodriguez is on the table and so is Brian Ortega. Mm-hmm. Babe, I'll start with you. Out of those two fighters, who would you like to see Calvin Cater fight? I feel like I'd like to see him fight Brian Ortega just because... Excuse me. I think he would beat Brian Ortega. I don't know that he would beat Yair Rodriguez. Last time we saw Yair Rodriguez, I was like, who the hell gave him permission to To come back like that? Yeah. I was like very impressed with his return. Mm -hmm. I do think he would beat Calvin Cater, 
I think Cater could beat Brian Ortega, though. I think so, too. Um, Juan, who would you prefer to see? Um, see, for me, this is difficult because Brian Ortega deserves it more. Yeah. But, all right, so he goes in there, he beats Cater, and then what do you do with Brian Ortega? Like, you put him in to a, another title contendership fight, and then he fights Volkanovski again, or he fights Brian, um... Max Holloway? Brian. He fights Max Holloway again? Yeah. You know, like, I think at this point, company-wise, it makes more sense to put Yair, who is coming off, um, uh, like, a insane loss, but, like, a very entertaining loss. Yeah. And, um... You know, you put Yair in there and see what he can do. Yeah. I don't know. Okay. I think Yair's I think Yair's the move and not not Brian. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think for either one, either one of these three, they need at least two wins to get back in title contention. Obviously, we're living in COVID time, so it doesn't matter if you're ranked number seven. If the person that falls out of line falls out of line again. That's why we have Korean Zombie against Alexander Volkanovsky. It happens all the fucking time. Yeah. So, realistically, I would like everybody that loses a championship match or a title contention match to get two wins back to get to that spot. You're right. The UFC is creating problems in the top of the divisions because they're kind of regurgitating fights. Mm -hmm. However, I think that Calvin and Brian, because they both landed that spinning back elbow... Just like Brian landed on Korean Zombie, Calvin Cater landed on Giga Chikadze. Perfect. Exactly the same. A step in, back elbow. And honestly, I was going to add this on too, but um, they were talking about it a little bit in the post show. Did you watch any of that, Juan? Um, but no. they were um, saying that like they were seeing things that Calvin Cater had obviously just learned from being taught them by Max Holloway. So to see him kind of like lose, but the lesson was learned and Mm -hmm. then he can use it against his next opponent Mm -hmm. kind of shows me too that like, yeah, if he does lose to either Rodriguez or Ortega, like he's going to be a scary person for whoever he fights next. And maybe he lost that one, but you know, just like you said, maybe you need to, wins or before you can come back to the contender of um Bellerweight. Thank you. Yeah. Um and then also I think if Cater fights Yair and Yair loses, you can finally cut Yair. Like Yair can you cut him after like, that loss against Max Holloway though? That guy he loses. I mean loses we we Cater. still have we still have Jeremy Stevens. We still have Fucking Greg Hardy. We can't keep them around and then not have Yair Rodriguez Uh, around. Yair was like... Just off of principle alone. Inspiration. I don't like Yair as much as the next guy, but after that performance, he's earned a couple of bells that he can keep on adding on. What's his contract? We need to be cutting some I don't know what his contract is right now, but I'm sure he's on a six-fight or eight-fight contract. So... Um, but yeah, um, 
Now, with the possible foreshadowing we have in place mm-hmm. that Giga just showed us, Francis Ngannou is defending his heavyweight strap for the first time. The first fucking time. Against Cyril Gunn, a former friend turned foe. Which big man gets it done? Huh? I think they're overhyping the... Former friend turned foe? They're looking for the drama. They're like, how can we really sell this fight? Neither of these guys are talking much about each other. I, I think Francis is... Like super invested, he is the one that's talking trash. Mm-hmm. I think Cyril Gan just doesn't give a fuck. Mm-hmm. He's he's chilling on Easy Street, which I love for a fighter to just be like, "No, nah, I don't care." Not intimidated. No, it's a bad timing for that. It's a bad timing for that. Cyril, because if Cyril Gan wins now, because because he's been acting like that, he doesn't get an argument as far as getting paid, like. Francis is doing what he needs to do as far as making sure that he's getting paid. And pretty much everything that Francis is doing, besides focusing on the fight, he needs to focus on the fight. But as far as, like, promotion-wise, yeah. and, like, like um, getting these other fights kind of set up, getting their ducks in a row and stuff, like, that's that is good. But it sucks that he's overlooking his fight. Yeah. Fair point. Juan, who gets it done? Francis or Cyril gone? Francis. Francis is going to get it done. Francis? Francis. Yeah, Cyril gone. He's, uh... I think he's good. I think he's going to play smart. I think he's going to do a lot of kickboxing. And, um... He might even go for a submission. But I think he's gonna keep I think he's gonna keep Francis on the outside. And um he's just gonna fuck him up. So wait, so Cyril Gon's gonna win? Um You just no, said that Cyril's so gonna sorry. keep Francis on the outside and he, he is. But Francis is gonna fuck him up. Francis is gonna okay. push him. Okay. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. I think Francis has got it and nothing like really like I see the points against him and I see like mm-hmm. the argument for Serial Gone and I think Serial Gone is like capable of it but I think Francis is still just too good right now and maybe it's just my fandom like I want Africa to have their champion <laughs> honestly mm-hmm. I think maybe after Francis wins this fight he's gonna be done or like be ready to get out but I think that I've got Francis for this one still I have Cyril gone Mm -hmm. however as as I think Cyril gone wins this by the third round I think he does pick him outside and then he wins Um, but I can also see Francis Ngannou knocking him out um, I think the yeah, tide I turns. Yeah, I think the tide turns after the first round. If Francis Ngannou cannot take him out in the first or in the second, I think it's going to be a long night for Francis. Yeah. Um, I just think that you know he's talking about Tyson Fury. He's talking about the coach. He's talking about his contract. Um, there's just so much that's going on in Francis Ngannou's just universe right now that I just don't see it 
being like behooving him in any kind of way, shape, or form leading up to his first title defense. We've seen him crumble under this kind of pressure before whenever he fought Derek Lewis. Um, I just don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Um, I, can, I could see it going either win, way. But if he does win, it helps him. Now, if he loses, then literally it was all for nothing. Yeah. But if he wins the belt, then obviously it makes it harder for him. I'm sorry. If he wins um, the title defense, um, obviously focusing on the fight, that's that's more ideal um, rather than talking about all these outside things. But because Francis is in the position of getting himself and other fighters paid more, kind yeah. of showing that fighters more deserving of it, it all, like, if he wins, it all works out perfect. Yeah. yeah. And that is true. Uh, I mean, the bag is there to be had by all. That's why I don't understand it coming from the UFC. You want Francis to win. You want to co-promote his fight against Tyson Fury down the line. Yeah. You want his fight to... But you want him to fight John Jones. Like, John Jones versus Cyril Gaon is greater than John Jones against... Or, I'm sorry... John Jones against Francis Ngannou is greater than oh. John Jones against Cyril Gaon. Yeah. And the thing is, if he fights Cyril Gaon, Cyril Gaon is just a big version of John Jones. So yeah. I see Cyril Gaon winning. I don't think John Jones is going to be wrestling, out wrestling somebody that much bigger than him. Sorry. No, but sorry. With the UFC right now, all right, think about it. They don't, I'm sure they don't really want to keep John Jones around. You know what I'm saying? They don't no. really want to do that. They also don't really, because they know they don't really want to keep John Jones around, they don't really want to pay him. So how do they get him, how do they pay him less? By having him match up against Ciro Gan besides for Francis Ngannou. Because if he fights Francis Ngannou, they have to pay them both a heavy amount of money. Mm-hmm. While Ciro yeah. Gan is just sitting there in the bag like, yeah, I'll take Trump change, just like whatever. So I think it benefits them if Zero Gone wins and he goes and fights John Jones because he probably does beat John Jones and then the UFC doesn't have to pay either of them that much money and they get rid of John Jones. I feel like though it's set up kind of opposite where it's like you get a purse from the pay-per-view commission, right? Well, you get a cut of the pay-per-view by your contract. So, like, your cut is coming from how well the pay-per-view sells. Yeah. So, you do want to put it with a big name mm-hmm. like Nganu, you know, to make the sales so that the fighters get the cut, right? Well, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. the championship fighters are going to be the only ones getting a cut. That or special scenarios like... But Connor. John Jones, would they do that for John Jones? Yeah. Yeah. yeah That's what I'm that saying is like, yeah. they would do that for John Jones. So he is going to want to fight the biggest name because it's yeah. not going to take away from his purse. He's but gonna he's get not going to get any more. Yeah. Pie. He gets, you know, his $5 million for Cyril Gunn. He doesn't get his possible 8 to $10 million versus Francis Ngannou. Um But yeah. Uh, I don't know. I'm hoping I'm for the best 
scenario for MMA would be Francis to win. Do I think it's possible? Come on, Africa. Uh, I I don't care enough about that. But, um, yeah. Because if not, dude, this is going to be the biggest bag fumble since Amanda Nunez against Pena. Because he's going to be losing up Tyson Fury, John Jones. This new contract and renegotiation, missing out on that. And he's going to be looking like a fool. And he's coming off of L and losing a championship and going to Bellator probably or PFL or one. Like, damn. UFC just went this all up. Mm -hmm. But also, it's very possible that he doesn't leave the UFC if he loses. I think he just renegotiates a contract and then they're like back to square one, getting paid $450,000 or maybe a little bit less. But bye bye all these opportunities, pretty much. Yeah. But now, moving on from that to something that nobody has really even talked about this weekend. We have the trilogy set to happen with Brandon Moreno against Davison Figueredo ah! for the flyweight belt. Juan, does Davison have an advantage with Henry in his corner? Um, I think I think. One more time. <coughs> yeah. Um, I think having this third rematch is dangerous for the division. I think it puts the division right back in its place of almost getting wiped out mm-hmm. by Dana White. Um, simply because now we're watching the third fight that we just. Oh, no. Oh, no. I don't. I don't think so. I think now we have some talent there. Kaikara France just knocked the fucking shit out of Cody Garbrandt, but Brandon Royball, Bontarin, Askar Askarov, Alexander Patoja, Alex Perez. They, we got they, plenty they, of talent at flyweight. Figueredo, Figueredo should it not be fighting. You're right, and that's where I don't know. I don't the know. ladder stops like four pegs down and then nothing else moves. That's yeah. like, I see, I think the same thing, but I think it's because like, that just means that the lower range guys have nothing to fight towards because the like gate doesn't stop at the number one spot and yeah. stops down at like number three right now. Mm-hmm. And then if we're just recycling the same guys, like you said, to fight the same fight, like it's a lot. And it's not helping that division that needs the help, too. So, I think... Um, no, go ahead. I think Brandon takes it home. I think he pulls it off again. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm not... There's nothing about this fight that gets me excited. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm just... Mm-hmm. I feel you. Um, on that note, say Brandon Moreno defends his title successfully. Mm-hmm. What do you do with Davis and Figueredo? Does he move up to Bantamweight? Do you keep him at Flyweight? Would they have a hard time at Bantamweight? Did they already go there? He's flyweight. already been missing weight at Flyweight. At, um, flyweight. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Bad idea. Um, he just has to figure out whatever his outside life, whatever he's doing. And uh, change it. I don't think. I don't think he needs to switch gyms. I don't think he needs to go to a different division. I think um, maybe 
not fight a championship fight and fight a three round fight and then go from there. I don't know. Fair, babe. What about him versus uh, Henry Cejudo? Well, I mean, he's in his corner. That's what I'm saying. That would be interesting. In what weight class? In this one. In flyweight? Yeah. No, Henry's not making flyweight anymore. No? Nah. Well, I think um, I think for Henry it's Bantam, maybe, and he definitely wants to go to featherweight because he's trying to capture that third belt. Uh huh. So not gonna fight yeah, then in featherweight. Not yeah. Because I don't know what you do with him either. I also think that Brandon's gonna win. I think too that Brandon will not have a draw as the champion. I feel like that was kind of like. A bummer when you see champions just keep the belt because they're the champion when it comes to a draw. John Jones. I hate that kind of. So <clears throat> I don't think that Brandon will allow a draw. So I'm looking forward to this more because Brandon's the champ versus then when um, Figueredo was the champ. Figueredo's great, but like. Yeah, I'm just excited to see Brandon defend it for the first time. But it's not terribly exciting because we've already seen it twice from his last two fights. Yeah. So it's like, okay. Yeah, more of the same. More of the same. But... But I think it'll be a bit different now with Brandon defending his belt. Just because that's the first time we've seen that kind of it. So do you guys time. think it gets finished with four championship rounds, babe? I hope so, but probably not. Juan, do you think the fight uh, goes more than three rounds? I think it goes to decision. Ooh, who wins? Brandon. Brandon. Okay. For me, yeah, I have Brandon uh, defending his belt. I I see it going, yeah, pretty much the same way. Second or third round, it gets finished. Uh, but... I don't know. Hopefully for Davis and Figueredo and for the UFC, we can see a fourth fight out of this, possibly. Which no, would be crazy. If if Davison really goes out there and beats up Brandon Moreno. That yeah. Then they're then they would be one draw, one and one. I would I would need Brandon to win a fight. Win a fight and then go back. I hate seeing I hate seeing people who don't have a solid a solid defending streak as a champion. Yeah. I'm tired of seeing them get an immediate rematch. You gotta Preach, pay the Juan. poll, Brian. You gotta pay the poll. Preach. That's, that, that's dumb. If you haven't defended the belt like at least three times, homie, Bye. get in line. Yes. Uh-huh. Like, All right. And point. maybe that's like the best thing for that <laughs> division right now, yeah. too, honestly. That would be the best thing. Yeah. I kind of have a feeling it's going to go to decision too. I hope it doesn't, but mm. I kind of, that's what I'm anticipating right now. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Fair. Um, and that is it for this week's show. If yeah. I can say so, I do think it's our best episode yet. We wouldn't be here without you. We would love to talk shit with you, hear your thoughts, etc. Juan, tell the people how they can reach us. Instagram, no.name.mma.show, Twitter, no name MMA one our Gmail, no name MMA show at gmail.com. And then uh, wherever you're watching from, uh, make sure you leave a review, uh, like, comment, uh, share. Helps us out. Um, 
tend to cuss a lot and stuff, so we get demonetized in other places. So, help us out. Yeah. And uh, we have just been added to TikTok, so check us out on there. YouTube, again, just passed 30,000 views. So, thanks to everybody who has subscribed and liked and everything else. Um, awesome. Yeah. Other than that, have a great rest of the week. Bye, guys. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Do you guys want to hear the surprise? So, we have an interview lined up. Nah. Y'all can wait till Sunday. But, Is it yeah. Diego? Is it Diego? It's not Diego, but it might be better. But anyway, we'll keep you guys updated. Uh, have a great rest of the week from... Thanks a day, Kwan. And no nut shot, Nina. And me, my name is Andy. Thank you guys for coming by, stopping by, whatever. Talking at you guys next week. As always, investing in your mental health. And Bye. fuck you, John Jones. Fuck you, John Jones. Peace. Mm-hmm.